0: Welcome back to episode four of In The City. I'm so excited to be doing this every week. And this week's topic, last week we talked about travel, but this week we're talking about living in New York City versus living in the suburbs. And I have an amazing guest, like one of my close friends. I'm so excited. We I, I can't wait to tell you guys the story of how we met. My <laughs> amazing friend, Natalie. Um, we, uh, oh my God. I mean, we have to totally kick it off, but welcome, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us this week.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know. Listen, we've been talking about a podcast. How long have we been saying that we we're going to do one? I'm oh so God. excited. You're actually doing it. <laughs> I know.
0: I think we need, like, I need a co-host too. So, like, I feel like we need to start doing this all the time, but yeah, maybe we need to maybe like start Besides in the city one, we need to start like another one between the two of us because we have so much to talk about.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we do. We do. And such different lives now. Like you just said it before, um, leaving the, the the city versus the suburbs. I mean, we have a lot. Like, I feel like we, we're parallel lives. Parallel now,
0: but we <laughs> used to have equal. Okay. So wait, introduce yourself first. Like, Tell us about... Um, yes. Started, like I mean, how long ago did you start your blog? Which okay, I like- so my
1: blog has evolved a ton. Um, it started as Chic Boston Mama. So uh, when I met my husband, now husband, I lived in the city. he he convinced me somehow in New York city and he convinced me somehow to move back to Boston. Um, So we lived in the city when Zoe was first born all the way up until she was about 18 months. And then we moved to the suburbs. And so I've been doing this blog for eight years now and um, it is now called Natalie Marie and co. And because, you know, we did the flip flop back and forth um, from we, you know, living, we moved to New York city. uh, What? Three years ago, it's yeah, three years ago. Well, no, more, more because we've been back for two. Wow, <laughs> I, don't even know. I don't even know. I feel like COVID. The last two years, I've like they've felt like the slowest and fastest two years of my life. Absolutely. Um, but, to introduce myself, I'm the mom of two young girls i've been doing my blog. It has evolved into what it is now and but I think it's always been the same right um mothering mothers like how can i how can I inspire other moms to live uh simple but intentional lives um where they're simple but intentional outfits and just um providing some sort of guidance, but I hate to say that because I don't know what I'm doing either all the time, but, but more like, listen, we can do this and we can do it better. We can do it more efficiently. And, um, from everything to activities with the girls and where to shop for the girls and, you know, uh, how to decorate now, how to decorate a home and, um, and renovate in a way that makes sense for you. And that's it. I feel like that's always been, uh, the bottom line of what I share. How can you do it just for yourself and nobody else? And how can you do it simply? How can you do it on a budget? And yes. and um, and inspire other mothering other mothers. I think my friend said it perfectly last year. She's like, "You mother me. Like you have been doing it since my kids were little." And um, and I think that that's the biggest compliment I could ever get because when I think about it, that's really what uh, what what I'm putting out there.
0: Yes, absolutely. I mean, I know I go to you from everything, from <laughs> everything, <laughs> DIY projects, what what am the I shopping, the shopping. <laughs> shopping, recipes, Natalie, what uh, podcasts even am I listening to these days? I mean, like, you, I literally go to you for all of that kind of stuff. And Um, I love what you've been doing now, like, especially like, I mean, you do a ton of DIY projects for the the kids, but then also now you're renoing a home. So I love, I mean, even that when I renoed my home, what am I buying? What furniture am I buying? What (laughs) rugs am I buying? Tell me it all. Like I need to know, and you were there, right, every step of the way. Oh, and
1: that's like my favorite pastime is shopping for other people. <laughs>
0: for it's sure. So fun! Send me the link. What do I need? And, <laughs> I, and right now, I will tell you guys, I have three beautiful rattan hanging swing chairs hanging from my porch in Long Island, and it is all thanks to Natalie, <laughs> and her design. Oh my god, I bought those for our playroom. I'm so excited! I can't wait to see it in your playroom. I think that's going to be like amazing. It's going to be like so
1: pretty. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to all be done, but I also love the process. Yeah, I think think we always jump to maybe comparing ourselves to other people and how it should look and how it's looking in other homes. But I think that I'm always a little hesitant to share too much because I want people to know that you do it for yourself. Like what makes sense in your home? What makes sense on your body? What makes sense in your, on your plate? Like do it in a way that, It makes sense for you that it fits your life, that it fits your kids' lives. And um, I always, I I always, I, I always premise everything I share with listen, it might not work for you. These books that my kids are reading might not work for you. But in sharing, I hope I inspire others to think about those things. Right, exactly.
0: Um, I love li- that.
1: Life, life, life has changed a lot, but I think that the message has always stayed the same, for sure. And I think that that's what brought us together. <laughs> yeah. Now we have it. Yeah. So
0: let's kick it off. So okay, for yes. those, so for those of you, I mean, this is so crazy. We actually met via Instagram. On Instagram.
1: Like yeah. we were
0: following each other on Instagram, always DM'd each other, always commented on one another's photos, and then with mm-hmm. time for Natalie to move to New York city when she was up in, you know, Massachusetts, uh, she was like, Hey, like we're looking at these neighborhoods. What do you think? And like sending me, I think, weren't you looking at, you were looking at Tribeca, but you were also looking at another neighborhood. Was it like,
1: um, we were looking at, we went and saw apartments at your building. We were looking at battery park because we loved the schools that were there that were public. We wanted public schools. We knew Zoe was going to be entering kindergarten. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember sending you like being like, Let's, these are the few, and we were also looking at the Upper East Side too, um, but that was going to be too far from O's office. We were like, these right. are the neighborhoods. What do you think? What about the schools? And yeah. um, and then I then we moved to New York City, which from the suburbs of north of Boston to New York City, and that we spent three years in New York, um, just a little shy of three years in New York, um, not not thinking that we were gonna leave, but um I do remember that we finally met in, per- in person at Sarah Beth's,
0: right? Yeah. I mean we we met yeah. I mean it's crazy. Like <laughs> we, we we moved five minutes away from each other. Yep. And yep. uh yeah. And then you, you were like, hey, I'm here. I'm settled. <laughs> Let's meet for like coffee. Zoe was in kindergarten at the time. She was at yeah. school and you huh? had little Ami. Which oh my gosh. Fast with her. <laughs> She's like my buddy. Um, so yeah, we met and the funny thing was there was nothing. There was no awkward moment. No, like, there never it, has been. No, it, it was as if we'd like known each other forever. Like it was meant to be. I mean, we spent hours. We were at, um, where did we go? We were at Maman.
1: That yes. First- we went to Maman. Oh my God. Yes. Remember the mess that birdie made with the croissant? <laughs>
0: Oh my god. See that? I don't I don't remember, Natalie, because I don't remember that any of the bad stuff that your children do.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, but yeah, we it felt it felt um it's always felt with us. Even though our lives are completely different, I, it's felt the same as well. Like I feel like it's very very parallel lives and and our kids you have an our, our, my oldest is the same age as your youngest, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. They're totally. both in third grade. Um, they're about a year apart, but they're both in third grade. And yep. um, and I think that we uh, couldn't be, you know, for some things we're so different, but then for so many other things we just we complement each other. That's what it is. We complement each other. We're a good balance. It's, <laughs>
0: it's true. It's way. true. It's so true. And then from there, I feel like we were meeting up like biweekly or mm-hmm. weekly. Um, even getting the girls together, the girls like became yes. like cute little friends. I this know. so sweet. I know. The and girls used asked-
1: to babysit Birdie. And <laughs> so
0: yes, but they that loved she was it. a big girl. Oh but then God, also yes. you forced me like on the weekends, like to do like a mom, like only like, hey, let's go get Manny's and Petties and let's yes. go get Mel- Melosa or something.
1: He, yes. 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 Oh, that was, that was the best. I think that you, you. Having moved to New York City and making mom friends was really hard because I was in such a tricky age with, with with the two girls and starting from scratch in school, you know, all of those things were were on my plate. So making friends was hard for me and I yeah. didn't feel like I fit in. But then it, was, it made it so easy that we had already known each other from Instagram and I had my, you know, I could call you and I knew you were always up for a manicure and like a, a foot massage. <laughs> that, always. That, oh, I missed that
0: nail place.
1: Uh, Plaza
0: M, you guys. Plaza M. It is Mm. my number one. Uh, Yes, I still go there all the time. Um, They're actually opening up one in Battery Park um, Mm. next to Dry Bar. Oh, God, they're in trouble. I know. Like, when are you opening? When are you opening? I keep seeing the sign, but uh, that's going to be even more trouble. Um, But yeah, so um, yeah, so we just became fast friends. And then you were you were here for how many years then after that?
1: We were here. We were in New York, uh, in New York City for almost three years. We we're a little bit shy of New York of of three years. I mean, obviously the eleven weeks of COVID, you know, yes. that 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 is is balanced in there. But <laughs> right, but uh, uh, I I almost don't count those as living in New York. I'm living and living in an apartment is really what we were doing. Oh God, yeah. So let's talk about that let's talk about that our world's shifted i think that nobody that and i hate to say this and i'm very cautious of saying this but i think it's really true and i think you'll 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 agree that no one that didn't live in new york city in an apartment with kids understands the level of just our worlds being flipped upside down, yeah. Like you know, so our story, I, 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 I will say this: our our story is a little bit different. We have a daughter, our youngest, we call her Birdie, yeah. and she has an autoimmune disease, which changes our game, right? Everybody was scared. We didn't know what we were, what was, what, what we were being approached with, but with Birdie, it was even a, a high, lo- a higher level of fear,
0: yeah.
1: Um, right, not knowing for her meant, you know gosh, that that changed everything. Our weekly doctor's appointments and um blood work and all of that got put on hold. And that's scary, right? yeah, but when i when I talk to someone here in the suburbs uh, of Massachusetts, i uh, and I say the things like being stuck in an apartment going out twice in eleven weeks in an eleven hundred square foot apartment. They're like, what? We got mm-hmm. to go outside? Oh, we had our fire pits going and, you know, we had friends close by. No one that wasn't in, in New York City with young kids in an apartment really, truly can understand the level of your worlds being flipped upside down. Right. right? We. I remember hearing the sirens and I remember hearing, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, you know, seeing seeing um the temporary morgues and the the hearing the the numbers and we had a point. It, it was it was our worlds were flipped upside down. And I a, mean, we
0: saw the ship pass by. Remember the
1: um? Oh my goodness, that remember was, that? Like, that I think I like, just got
0: chills. Because I did too. I just did too. Oh my god, seeing. I mean, yeah, we were literally stuck on the twentieth floor in our apartment, and like,
1: yeah, thirty seventh floor. I mean, thank God we had a little terrace because. I, I tell you i I don't know not that that was that much fresh air <laughs> but but it was fresh air commitment. it was something listen it was yeah. better than what I had for sure Oh, my gosh yeah and the level of I, I I will say this for everybody their world stopped right we were our worlds halted for for many they had to keep going to work for especially in New York City but I think think that there is a level of your world being flipped birdie says it best she says it was flipped upside down when something goes wrong she says it was shaken <laughs> and yeah. that's really what happened we, our worlds were flipped upside down and shaken and yep. and um, and everything halted and the the level of fear but also i will say this covid did change me in a way that i could never explain but it also Stripped me of everything, right it stripped mm-hmm. me of those insecurities it stri- stripped me of needing to compare on the outside you know and and really like that my family the core the, the the base of of my heart, the base of our family, those four people, and obviously my mom and the extended family included, but those four people in that apartment meant the world, and I would do anything to keep that safe and to keep that happy and to keep that normal. And, you know, all the things that we did in those 11 weeks to bring a little bit of joy. And that really brought out a different level in my blog. Like, what can we do to make these small moments really special all the time? I had always been that person that wants to bring the magic but i think covid stripped me of all the comparing to the outside world.
0: Well absolutely. Um, and you know and we t- and you were also dealing with it again on a very different level. You have a daughter that has an autoimmune disease and like this is like not something that you could you know what I mean? Like you were dealing with it on a way different level than yes, we, I was home and I was with my kids and their worlds were, you know, different. And, but you had a whole other layer that I guess a lot, if you're not in it, you're not going to understand it either.
1: Yeah. And we had always had a level of fear, right? And we, um, because of, um, her the type of immune, autoimmune disease, the bacterial infections are, are scary, right? So strep and things like that and mm-hmm. washing our hands and the sanitizing and changing our clothes when we came out from outside and always literally, especially when Zoe started school, just being very constantly sick and in and out of the hospital. That, that was normal to us. And then people people that that normal for us was people's new normal and then Mm -hmm. so ours was just a a level above you're right you unless you are have unless you have lived it even if you peered into it even if you've listened to other people's stories i think that unless you've lived it you don't really understand um just how crazy it was, but I will say we have it. We still have it better than other people, and I always remind myself that I'm always like so many things I'm grateful for. I have my baby here, you know, and and that 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 isn't the case for many people that that have lost other people's. And I always remind myself that I don't want people to think right that woe is me. I I'm not looking for that, but the, just that that's part of our story, right. um, and the reason that we left New York, we left. Uh, well let's get to that right we yes. we, we left New York in the, at the end of May um what year is it 2020 right <laughs> 2020 yeah <laughs> oh my think god about that <laughs> um we we left and we rented an Airbnb um there is a uh, an island off of Massachusetts here where we are now uh called Plum Island um and we rented a beautiful beach house right across the street from the right from the ocean and Um, and we started sort of the next chapter. Now, mind you, we didn't pack anything up. We didn't think we were leaving New York city. We didn't know how long it was going to last. Like everybody else. Right. Right. We just rented an Airbnb for a month and we said, we'll figure it out after that. Yep. Uh, a year and a half. Well, yeah, a year and a half into it. We had been to six Airbnbs and, um, flopped around, done virtual school and stayed in Massachusetts. We we um, we made that really difficult decision of uh, well, what are, what are we doing? We're paying these expensive Airbnbs, right? Because yeah. uh, everything was so inflated, and um, and and we're also paying our apartment in New York. Uh, so we booked movers and had our apartment picked up, uh, packed up, and delivered to a storage unit here in Massachusetts. Because a part of us with the world, the way that the world was going, we couldn't imagine being far from family again Um, and being stuck in an apartment uh, if if things got worse again. We didn't know. Nobody knew. And um, so we made that really difficult decision to leave the city. And I think that the hardest part has been not being able to say goodbye even mm-hmm. for the girls, Birdie was three when we left. She's five now, yeah. and she's still like confused. Like, oh, do you think that might be in our apartment? Like, if she's missing like a toy, of course oh. that, I, that I've that I've donated or something. Right, right. <laughs> she, right. She's like, it, do you think it could be in our apartment or maybe storage? And I'm like, um, you don't understand that we right. left and not not having said goodbye for not just me, uh, for the girls was really hard. Uh, but it just wasn't gonna be. I don't know. We had to pick up a scenario and we had to pick the best one and figure it out. <laughs> figure yeah, for it sure.
0: out. for sure. I feel like you, I, I mean, you're definitely, I mean, now it's, we're two years into this. It's like, I feel like you are at peace. You're happy. Like, I, I feel like the minute you left, yeah. you felt like you were going for walks on the beach. Like you felt so at peace.
1: The ocean is a happy place for me. I know it is for you, too. Um, yeah. It's a really, really, I think that it's like the Latina, the Dominican uh, girl in me that, <laughs> that really, really um, finds peace and and. I don't even know if it takes away all of my problems, but it really does balance me Mm -hmm. uh, being by the water. And I think that it was an incredible spot to to land. We actually ended up buying a house this past summer, at the end of the summer, um, 15 minutes from where we rented that Airbnb. So we're very close to the ocean, which is so nice. We can drive there after school and um, it's a sleepy little, tiny little town um, and it's everything we needed. I, I, you're right. I think that, I don't know if we found peace or I found that that balance as soon as we left New York, it still felt like unstable. But once right. we purchased this house, we moved a lot. <laughs> we moved those girls, man, God bless them, because we moved them a lot and we moved six Airbnbs um, for a year and a half and then the seventh move was into this house and um, seven. Seven. Seven, seven okay. moves in a oh, year and a half, in 18 months. Um, again, every single time our life was just shooken, like, you know, just yeah. a little shake. It's, oh, let's start over. Let's get used to this. Let's get used to that. And, but we, you know, we, we always say to my mom, like, um, we were able to do it. Some people couldn't. Some people couldn't leave the city. Some people didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, I knew that even when we were house hunting, which in the market, let me tell you, Mm. that was not fun. Um, But- but and some people couldn't do that. Some people couldn't buy homes. Some people in our, Zoe's always classrooms. So had to go back to New York, you know, people that their parents' jobs didn't allow them to work from home, all of those things. So I am beyond grateful that we were able to do it, but seven moves in a year and a half, it took me about four months in this house to feel like, okay, okay, we're, we're staying put. And, okay, but the, okay. and, and and the sweet birdie man, it, <laughs> Every time we drive, it's like, "Which house are we going to?" <laughs> you sound like such a, you know, <laughs> like she has multiple, multiple uh, vacation homes, right? <laughs> which which house are we She's going so to? Cute. I can't even handle it. I can't even handle her. But yeah, we found we found you know we're we moved in the end of August, and so we're we're a few months in, and. We're settling, you know, painting one room at a time, changing a fixture here and there. And it's felt really great to, I don't know, to make those decisions again and to have a space that we, I mean, I think we. what happened after COVID and all those moves and for many people is that home feels like, um it's your happy place and you have to make it that happy place. You have to make it that place that you love coming home to. And I finally am in a place where I'm happy to come here and I'm happy to be here. Do I miss the city? I know that's what you're going to ask. Is that what you're going to ask? me? I <laughs> yes. am going to
0: ask you that for sure.
1: <laughs> Cause I know I miss you. I miss my friends. I miss, um, I miss walking everywhere. Oh gosh. Yeah. I have to drive so much more in the suburbs and I, you know, you know me and the driving. Um, but I, I do miss the city for many parts of it. I do not miss those last 11 weeks in our apartment, in an 1,100-square-foot apartment. It's sort of, that's what I think about now. And I know that one day I won't, but that's immediately when I go back to um, New York in my head. It's the fear and the the, 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 the claustrophobicness and um, and the fear, (laughs) but I also do remember how great our neighbors were and having you close by and other friends. And, um, you know, we, we, we rallied, we, New Yorkers, man, they know how to get through, uh, you know, something difficult and uh, our apartments. I know that yours too is really close to the September 11th. Um, sorry, the twin, where the twin towers were. And Mm -hmm. those, a lot of our neighbors remembered that. And we had heard so many stories and I feel like they know how to get together. They know how to build each other up. They know how to support each other. We buy groceries like for our whole, you know, our two neighbors that were right close to us. Everybody would buy, like if you got the Amazon slot <laughs> during COVID. Right. No, like you so Purchasing true. everybody some, you know, some fruits and like whatever. And you were, I was making tea and, uh, and, and food and cookies and leaving them for our neighbors. And I, I think that, if I dig deep, I remember those moments and those were the happy thoughts. Those are the ones that I want to move forward with and those right. are the ones I want the girls to remember. You know, those, we, we try to, um, I think we're all scarred a little bit, but I think we also try to bring up those those happy moments. And, you know, we loved walking places. We loved having playgrounds nearby and um, there's no place like New York City. Uh, so I do miss the pre-COVID New York City for me, um, I, I I miss that a lot, and I know that I know that we're not done with New York. It might be like retired life with no children, yeah. <laughs> where I can right. where I can afford the penthouse in, in Tribeca, um, right, uh, <laughs> or, or live at a hotel and go like you know every other month. Uh, it might be that Natalie, but but uh, but Natalie is not done with New York for sure. No, definitely not.
0: And then also though, I will say if you didn't leave on that note, and I know it stinks that you did
1: leave on that note,
0: but I think it would have just been harder. You know what I mean? Like it made the decision for you guys easier.
1: I I was reading this thing about um, somebody was talking about this house that they purchased or that they had to knock down and rebuild, but that the universe kept pulling them towards that. I feel like We always knew that we'd take the girls back closer to to be next to our moms. They would never move to New York. um, So it would just be too much for them. And I knew we'd come back eventually. This made it, this just pushed us faster. And I think you're right. I think it would have been harder to leave. Um, It would have been harder to pull ourselves out of a beautiful city and friends and all of those things. This, this made the decision for us. And it was the universe telling us that this time with family and this time, um, for the girls was the right move for us. I know that you guys bought that house in the Hamptons and, and, um, and had an escape too, and, and have had an escape since then, uh, to, to have that space and the outdoors and, you know more than me that that how to value that how to value that because we didn't have it um, or exactly. because you didn't have it you know prior to having the house out there. I know you guys traveled a ton true. before. Um. So so yeah, I think you're right. I think it would have changed everything. But listen every every chapter of life is beautiful. Every chapter of life has its ups and downs. And this is just our next chapter. And it just got pushed further, you know, a little more closer to the beginning of the book than we had expected. But
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, I think it's pretty, I think it's Pretty perfect. Um, the way that it, it manifested into just a earlier part of the girls' lives, mm-hmm. um, for
0: sure. And they're so kids are so resilient. Yes. So I mean, they're so you know. I mean, also let's. Talk, I want to get into homeschooling too. Oh yes, um, yes. So Zoe was in school, then she was not in school. And then now, like, obviously, there, w- there was a rise in cases, um, you know, a couple yeah. months back.
1: We did virtual school decided. through New York. We did virtual school through yeah. New York here in Massachusetts for the year and a half. But this fall, this past fall, when we moved to West Newberry, Mass., um, we put Zoe in person school. This was still a risk for us, but we were testing, you know, weekly. We were being very careful, especially since our moms are both... Um, immunocompromised, so we were being very, very careful. Um, and that was part you know, what you have to do, especially with birdie. Uh, and once the cases started to rise right before Thanksgiving, our she had 13 kids in our class that had COVID. Um, um yeah, it was bonkers, but. I think it was like something like that. I might be making up that number, but it was, it was high in the surrounding class. There was the other third class, third grade class that had barely had kids in the class because of the COVID cases. And at that point, we talked to Amani's doctors and we also just listened to our gut that it was time to pull her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we made, they don't have a virtual option here. I know in New York, they still do. So no, it a kid we don't
0: have one here.
1: Oh, wait. So even if they close down the classroom, they don't have the virtual option? I mean, or they do. really, like if the classrooms uh, close closed down, they'll, they'll give like asynchronous
0: work on Google, oh, okay. um, but okay. it's not, it's, it's not like that right now. Like oh. you don't have the option. You don't really have an option to do virtual here.
1: Oh, okay. So that was similar to here, but they weren't prepared for now. They is a, you know, this is a smaller school and I don't blame them. I blame, you know, that they they have so much to do. Uh, our teacher was hired just a couple weeks before the school year started. To, that's another ball game, but um, <laughs> but we they didn't have every time she would be out because somebody in her class, you know, was close contact, or if she wasn't feeling well, and we had to wait for COVID tests and stuff. We um, we she was losing the opportunity to stay up and, and you know to stay uh, to do the work to 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 um not fall back behind. And so when we decided that it was going to probably be more than just a couple weeks of us pulling her, because with the holidays, there were going to be even more cases. I knew that was going to happen. And then now I'm recon- uh, what's it called? The, the you know, the, the whole other version and the, how much more contagious everything was. And um, okay. we, we had to apply to homeschool um, because it was going to be too many days for her to miss. And then I'm like, wait, We, we, we can do this. We can do this from home. Um, And so I reached out to the principal, there was nothing that they could do to help us keep up with, uh, you know, the, she's like, I can, I can have her print out some of the work, but I don't know if she's even capable of, of doing that on a weekly basis. I said, what else can I do? And she's like, well, you'd have to apply for homeschooling. Um, You do that by in my, every state is different, but you do have to, um, you do have to present your intentions and, and a Mm -hmm. curriculum. Now, some people have an entire summer to write up a curriculum. Um, I, what I did because I didn't have, and what I'm, what I'm sort of advising other, other moms to do, if this is something that is the best for your family um, today is number one, it doesn't have to be permanent. Um, I could next week say that we are going to put her back into the school system. I call the superintendent. So it doesn't have to be permanent. Um, That's my first piece of advice. The second piece is to talk to your teachers and your principal, and um, because that's what I did. And I asked for their, we already knew the curriculums that they were doing for math and and social studies. I just needed to know the books and I needed them to take pictures so that I could order them. So I Mm -hmm. did that. I ordered all the teacher editions, which is something I advise any mom to do if it's a new curriculum to you and you really want to supplement the learning at home. A teacher guide Yeah, especially for math, because they teach it so differently than they did when we were okay. little. For sure. <laughs> so a teacher edition is very, very helpful when you're trying to explain something that you don't understand. Um, and then so I, I I, ordered all of the books. They were very helpful and gave me her workbooks that she had already started that go with these curriculums. So um, she sent home all of her work. And I had the school provide me with enough schoolwork to keep her up to date till the, till Christmas break. Cause that would give me time to prepare, yeah. you know, what the curriculum looks like. And then I took some spreadsheets and I wrote out the one, the things that we wanted to cover at home. Uh, because for, for a few many, for a few reasons, I just wanted to add some different, uh, subjects that we, I thought that in third grade you should cover. Mm-hmm. And and then I created another spreadsheet that highlighted all the things that the school was going to teach that year. And the, the hard part is that they didn't give me dates. So I don't know <laughs> where they are going to be um, if we do decide to send Zoe back into the school. And that's something that you can ask. I feel like my biggest advice is it's not permanent. Um, you can You can pull them back at any time. Uh, work with your teacher and your principal and your superintendent so that they can provide you. Uh, a lot of states will also order the books for you. It just takes longer. And that's maybe if you have more time to prepare, you could do that. You could work with them. I just didn't want the delay. Okay. Uh, so definitely check with your town, your city, and your superintendent for the resources that they can provide you. And then I'm going to actually put together a, a blog post because there are so many um, just resources that you can supplement education, even if you're not homeschooling, uh, that I have found through working with other moms that have homeschooled for years that are so helpful. Our kids have fallen behind because of Mm -hmm. COVID. And that's not the case for just one family. That's every family, especially with things like math that were so hard to teach virtually. Um, And also we shouldn't, we shouldn't blame that on the teachers or the kids because it's been a really difficult two years. And so I think that that's, that's helpful for people to understand is that, um, that supplementing the education at home could be from homeschooling or it could also be from, from your kid being in person as well. And there's so many, so many awesome um, just uh, resources out there that can be free, too. For sure. I mean, I
0: know like my, both my daughters need um, tutors for sure. Cause they, you know, just to something to supplement a little bit of the year and a half that they lost homeschooling because
1: yes. they didn't yes. get
0: everything they should have out of homeschooling. I mean, no kid did, you know, so you can't blame it on the kids at, at all. Um, no,
1: you can't. And, and I think that, that we should also think about that way for the future too. I think that virtual school pushed me into being such more of a, um, just more informed in what they're teaching in the classroom um, and what they're learning in the classroom so that we could also supplement at home. So we could talk about those subjects so that we can make sure that she understands or that she has questions. My goodness, there's so many social (laughs) conversations that are being had in school that I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, wait. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What did they say? Absolutely, (laughs) you know, like wait, I'd like to have a stab at teaching that to you from a from a mixed family, Um, from from a Latina mom and a black dad, and let's talk about that in a different way. And I think that it's helpful for for parents, especially those new parents that are entering kindergarten, first grade. Where you could start that way, where you're more informed in the curriculum and that you can supplement that at home or just know, right? <clears throat> you may not have the time to to supplement at home or do extra things or maybe you, they, your schedules are too busy or they're too young, but just know and understand what they're learning at home and it's more uh, it's a, a, I think it's more of a direct question rather than how did you do at school today or what did you learn? You could say, oh, hey, I know that you're learning this subject this week. Let's talk about it. Do you have any questions? Because then um, now you're informed about it. Totally. Yeah. Totally it makes yes. sense. Sitting That's, down with those teachers and being like, let's look at the curriculum asking them for the the workbooks and the and the uh obviously if you're going to switch to homeschooling you should do that but also just in the beginning of the school year like i think i'll go into fourth grade and i'll be like you know i if zoe's in person and we're not homeschooling i, I want to know the books that you're you are going to use and i want to know this ahead of time so that i could order those books and that i could um be or oh my goodness so many of them are online you don't even have to order them like now i'm figuring out you can do a lot of the assessments um or, or uh, practice tests and things right from websites on on the internet. So just, just be informed. Um, and that goes for those of you that are thinking about homeschooling, those of you that just want to supplement at home, just be informed of what your kids are learning at school and don't be afraid to ask the questions. Um, I think I kept saying, I'm sorry to our principal and our teacher for asking for this and that. And I'm like, at the end, I was like, no, but no, shouldn't you, I no. want to, you, you you, you, have the right to, um, but also if your teachers and principals aren't encouraging you to, then something's wrong. There has to be an open conversation between right. what is happening exactly. in school. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I agree with you hundred percent. And that's such a great tip to actually order the books ahead. Like I know even now sales in fifth grade and the math that she's learning, oh, is, gosh. Just, you know, my God, it's like a different <laughs> language for me and I don't understand it, but that is such a great tip, you know, um, just to find out the curriculum. I mean, I know we do curriculum night, but that's not, they don't go into a deep dive over that. They don't.
1: You know? And so. most parents don't know I didn't know like the questions to ask. I think that COVID and doing the virtual school and being there and listening to the conversations that they're having in the classroom, listening to what they're learning. Now I'm like, you know, when she went into the classroom in person this fall, I was like, I don't know what they're doing anymore. Like, I can't help her because I didn't listen, I didn't hear, I didn't overhear her math class or or her language arts class or you know, um, the, this this subject about Black Lives Matter or this. I didn't hear what happened in the classroom, and then I couldn't talk towards it. I couldn't ask right. her the right questions and then I said so I uh, that that yeah curriculum night should be about show me the curriculum that you're learning this year. I want to know. I want to snap a picture right. and of the books and I want to know what the workbooks are and what are they going to be reading inside the classroom. Another exactly. question is what books do they offer in the classroom? Like I donated a bunch of books to her classroom because she didn't have any with um, people of color on, on any of the, um, of the, 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 the books that they were reading on their own time. And I was like, no, 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 we need a little bit more about that. We need a little bit more about kindness and respect and, and all of these. And I did donate them. So I think that that's another, another good thing for parents to understand and know is, are, do all the kids' libraries reflect in the classroom? I don't mean the big library, but I mean in in the classroom, do does it does it reflect the ones that you have at home? And it should. Right. Um, and hopefully everybody at home has you know a, a, a good diversity in their in their library. It's just so helpful to understand the questions that you could that 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 um that you can ask and that you should ask, but also not feel like you're a burden for asking them.
0: Absolutely, hundred percent. Now, I want to know, like, how are you split? How do you split your time every day with the homeschooling? Do you oh do my- it like a normal classroom? Like, is it Monday to Friday? Like, tell, uh, some, tell everyone what that's like.
1: You know, I le- have learned a lot um, about just the attendance policy. We do have to keep track of the days that she's in school, the days, and we are going with the school. Because um, obviously we're not traveling right now. If we were traveling and homeschooling, I'd, I'd probably have a more flexible schedule and do class on Saturday or whatever, but we are following the school model. Okay. Uh, but but so, so whatever vacation days or, or holidays they have on Saturday and Sunday are off um i look at every night before i look at the work that i have planned for the next day and every day is a little bit different um it's a, we we sometimes do some work while we're having breakfast uh, and sometimes they play while they're having breakfast and so so the days that we do do the work we start earlier and we end earlier uh obviously there's so so much more one on one time that you're not expected to have a 7 hour day of school right right um right if you talk about breaks and snack and lunch and recess and walking from classroom to classroom, uh, when you really dig deep, it's probably about four, four and a half hours of school. And, and so when we're going through a math, you know, module or sorry, a lesson, we, it might take the class two days to do it, but when Zoe and I can do it, we can do it in a day. Right. 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 Because it's one-on-one and, um, and so I guess my advice is that every day is different and that's okay. Uh, another piece is that we always start with math because that's the subject that she is right now less confident in. Um, she's great at it. It's just that she's less confident and says that she's not good at it. I don't know where that comes from, um, but we are, we start off with that <laughs> so that mm-hmm. it's not like the tired, hungry, like ready to be done yeah. <laughs> work <laughs> exactly. in the classroom. Math was like the last subject. I'm like, why, why are you doing that? Why Why not start with it so that they're, you know, refreshed and ready to go. Um, So I think that it's, it's helpful to look at your kid. It's helpful to look at what their uh, learning habits are. We have, you know, two different ages. Birdie would be in preschool right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and she is, so she's a January baby. So she would be in preschool. And um, Zoe is in third grade, but she's a young third grader. She just turned eight. And they Zoe needs a lot of quiet. And Bertie is five and, you know, learning different things and also wanting to play. And she used to have mom all the time to her right, while right. Zoe was at school. So uh, keeping them both sort of in the same flow of the, of, of the schedule is helpful if you have okay. two different ages. So we try, if Zoe's doing math, I set up Bertie with either a math game or uh, she loves right now addition and subtracting. And it's because she has an older sister who she's listening to skip counting and all of those things. So we do a little math with Bertie and then she can go and play. Uh, and I can do one-on-one time with Zoe and also having O'Neill home, uh, working from home. His schedule isn't as flexible, but he can sit down and play with Bertie while I'm doing a brand new lesson with Zoe or if Zoe has any questions. Uh, and the other thing is that it can be anywhere. I can go to my mom's, and and change of scenery sometimes helps. Yes, and getting I love out, that. getting outside. Um, but getting back to your question, the schedule looks different every day. We do write something out. I find that that's very helpful. We have a whiteboard. These are the things that you have to finish today. If you want to finish early, um, then we have to get them done. If right. you are having a day where. You know, we all have them, right, where we're a little bit slower moving and and waking up on the wrong side of the bed and not as positive as we want to be. And we maybe have more breaks in between. Right. Um, and, And that's helpful. It's helpful to have it written out for anything, right? My house duties, my blog stuff, if I have any partnerships that I'm working on. I write all of those things out. I look at the things that I really have to get done. And for her, it's those four sub, you know, four or five subjects and four or five different things. Um, and I always add something that she's going to look forward to. She is very into reading about change makers, so we've been doing these like little book reports on change makers. Uh, we did like an ocean study, we're moving to a solar system study. So, if you're homeschooling, My advice is to take the interests of your child and really run with it. If they're into planets, why not learn, you know, read and um, read books and watch videos and create a presentation and have them write out a storyline so that they're learning um, their written skills? Take that subject. And spread it out, right? There's so many worksheets exactly. on math, so many worksheets on math that you can do, and with the with the ocean study, and take that into science, and take that into. If you're creating a curriculum around their their likes and dislikes, um, or mainly their likes and interests, then you can spread that onto all the subjects and get and have them engaged. And you can't tell me that learning a subject like animals or or about all about Africa because Birdie, for some reason, that's been stuck in our head and we're learning about the continent and the different countries and the animals and all of these things included in all of the subjects. And Listen, they're learning they're learning something that they love, but you can also just translate it into any subject that you want. And there's Absolutely. so many resources out there. If you go to like the t- Teachers Pay Teachers or OutSchool or whatever, you can find um, the curriculum out there. You don't even have to make it up. I no, totally. Right. I feel like you are a resource to all of us. I mean, <laughs> anytime, anytime. Seriously, I mean,
0: do you have this all written up on your blog for people to,
1: to look I, at? You know what? That's one of my, my posts that I'm almost done, and it's going to go up on the blog this week. It, yes. It, I talk about, I do have posts on routines and I do, I am going to post one on our schedule, what it looks like, what, what, do, what do, and my mindset are behind the schedule. I think that that's always helpful to understand that. Um, but they can find uh, me on Instagram, Natalie Marie, at Natalie Marie uh, Rowe and uh, so it's the same name as i as i have on here and you can find me on there i'm, I'm sharing tips and routines and uh i share a little glimpse on what we do day day to day and i'm always available uh via dm or email so that if you have any questions, like I I would love, I've had such great mentors in this process that if I could be a mentor to somebody else that's maybe considering it or just wanting to supplement at home or have tips on how to keep two kids different ages engaged in the learning process as young as, you know, two and up, I'm here and I'd love to do it.
0: Yes, absolutely. Oh my God, you guys, you have where you can get in touch with Natalie. I mean, this is so many great tips. I feel like we actually need another episode to like also (laughs) touch upon this because there's so much information out there, but I feel like you shared some amazing tips and even just your, you know, suburb to New York City, back to suburb journey, I think is so like inspiring and moving. And I love your story so much. I love
1: you so much. Oh, I Um. love you too. And I think uh, one last thing I want to tell people in terms of the city to the, to the, to the suburbs, I, it's hard um, in many ways, but if it's right for you, if the universe is calling you to make any type of change from the suburbs to the city or from the city to somewhere else or a different country, um, and you're afraid of leaving family or or leaving friends or readjusting, know that it's possible. We left family when we went to New York. We did it for an opportunity for my husband. Just really sit down and let yourself feel the feelings and 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 let yourself reach into your gut like and Feel what you need. Um, I, I hate that word, the gut feelings. And it, it, when you translate it into Spanish, it's terrible. But but it's so true. Like, let, let, allow yourself to feel what you really, um, what's best for you and do it for you and your family um, and not, not for what other people are going to think of you someone on my um, Instagram asked me the other day, like, do you feel like you betrayed New York? And I'm like, no, No. because I don't, uh, because I left New York. I'm like, no, because what I would have felt harder and what I would have had to live with is betraying my family and not doing what's best for our family and not doing what's best for my girls who deserve all of whatever is best for them at the moment. And maybe that'll change in a year and maybe it'll change in 10 years. Um, so, So know that and know that, our decisions don't have to be permanent. I mean, some are, right? Don't get a tattoo, but, right. but, but <laughs> don't get one unless you really know. But but most of the decisions in life, like going to homeschooling, uh, moving out of the city, uh, changing your hair color, dressing differently, all of those things can change. And yes. don't do it for anybody else. Like if any type of change we did this for us and it is the best decision for us still today every day i wake up and i'm even more grateful for everything that we have and manifesting that future um is 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 really really important so reach into your gut feel what you, what is best for you talk to your partner talk to your kids and uh, and don't be afraid of change for sure
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Oh my God. I Thank you so it. much Thank for joining me. Thank you everyone to listen, uh, who's listening. um, would love to hear your comments, your questions. Feel free to reach out to Natalie. Um, You can also find her on Instagram as well. DM her. Uh, Natalie Marie, your Instagram handle is uh, Natalie Marie Marie Mm Rowe. So it's um, Natalie Marie and then Um, R-O-W-E. I'm also going to put it in the comments. Oh, thank you. So if you guys want to... reach out with anything but thank you again so much for joining in the city podcast which airs every thursday um yeah and tune in and thank you so much for joining us thank you natalie you're welcome let's do it again soon please oh my gosh yes all
1: right thank you thank
0: you bye Bye.